for a singer soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life. You know, in an earlier episode, I talked about uh, influences of people, whether for positive or negative, or uh, and that how important that is in terms of determining how we behave and how we conduct ourselves. Well, in this particular passage that we're about to look at with Jehoiada and with uh, Joash, it's really important because, well, as we will see, uh, Jehoiada dies and it really impacts Joash in the way that he behaves and conducts himself as the king of Judah. So let's take a look at the passage and see what uh, transpires. Second Chronicles chapter 24, verses 15 through 27. Now Jehoiada was old and full of years, and he died at the age of a hundred and thirty. He was buried with the kings in the city of David because of the good he had done in Israel for God and his temple. After the death of Jehoiada, the officials of Judah came and paid homage to the king, and he listened to them. They abandoned the temple of the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and worshipped Asherah, poles, and idols. Because of their guilt, God's anger came on Judah and Jerusalem. Although the Lord sent prophets to the people to bring them back to Him, and though they testified against them, they would not listen. Then the Spirit of God came on Zechariah, son of Jehoiada, the priest. He stood before the people and said, This is what God says. Why do you disobey the Lord's commands? You will not prosper, because you have forsaken the Lord, He has forsaken you. But they plotted against him, and by order of the king, they stoned him to death in the courtyard of the Lord's temple. King Joash did not remember the kindness Zechariah's father Jehoiada had shown him, but killed his son, who said as he lay dying, May the Lord see this and call you to account. At the turn of the year, the army of Aram marched against Joash. It invaded Judah and Jerusalem and killed all the leaders of the people. They sent all the plunder to their king in Damascus. Although the Aramean army had come with only a few men, the Lord delivered into their hands a much larger army. Because Judah had forsaken the Lord, the God of their ancestors, judgment was executed on Joash. When the Arameans withdrew, they left Joash severely wounded. His officials conspired against him for murdering the son of Jehoiada, the priest, and they killed him in his bed. So he died and was buried in the city of David, but not in the tombs of the kings. Those who conspired against him were Zabad, son of Shimeath, an Ammonite woman, and Zohazabath, son of Shimrith, a Moabite woman. The account of his sons, the many prophecies about him, and the record of the restoration of the temple of God are written in the annotations on the book of the kings. 
and Amaziah his son succeeded him as king. Welcome back to Living Life. You know, the Bible says bad company corrupts good character. Uh, this could not be any more uh, right on point than in this particular passage we're going to look at with Jehoiada and Joash. Jehoiada raised Joash as a godly ruler, as a godly man. But once Jehoiada died, things changed. Once he died, Joash now had to fend for himself. He now had to find good godly counsel and wisdom uh, to help him continue to rule. Uh, the problem is, is he didn't. In this particular case, the officials of Judah came to him, bowed before him, gave him homage in a false way to make him seem like he was really, really important and ruler. And he, uh, as we would say, he drank the Kool-Aid. He drank the Kool-Aid in a way that he uh, felt that he, was, that he was bigger than he was, and he completely began to abandon God. The first thing he did is that he listened, not only did he listen to them, but he actually followed the advice of uh, these, uh, these officials. And they, they told him, you know, we need to abandon the temple. It's not necessary to worship in a temple. You can worship Baal and get the same results. You know what? He did that. Joash listened and followed their advice. He abandoned the temple that he, that God placed in his heart to restore. After restoring the temple, after bringing all these workers, it restored back to its original design. After bringing centrality of worship back to Judah again, he abandons the temple. He begins to institute Baal worship and worship in high places, just like the false gods that, uh, that Israel and Ephraim were worshiping. He was disobedient to God. But you know, God in his mercy, God would rather give us mercy than he would judgment. So God, what God does is he sends prophets to him. He sends prophets to Joash. One of the prophets, one of the famous prophets that we know is Elisha. Uh, he sent to him, but he would not listen. He then sends Zechariah, uh, who is Jehoiada's son, uh, to Joash, you would think that he would listen to Zechariah since he was raised uh, with uh, Joash uh, by Jehoiada, his uncle, but he didn't listen to him either. In fact, what he did is he gave the order for Zechariah to be stoned to death rather than listen to him and become repent and, be, and move his disobedient ways from God. As Zechariah was being stoned to death, Zechariah prayed that God would call Joash to account for what he had done, not just for his abandonment of the temple worship, but because of his act in causing the murder of Zechariah. God heard his prayer and he called him to account. In battle, when Joash went in battle against the Amorians, which were a smaller army, the Amorians routed. They routed Judah, even though they were a smaller army, because God was not with Judah based upon the actions of Joash. 
Also, that what happened in is that Joash suffered a very bad injury and wound during the fighting. That wound and that injury caused him to be bedridden. But that wasn't the end of the judgment. Uh, two foreigners, two people, officials of his own kingdom, actually murdered him while he was bedridden. So this was the be this was the continuation of that judgment because of his disobedience to God. He started well, but he ended poorly. It's not so important how you start and where you start. It's much more important how you finish and whether you finish well. Joash did not finish well and his disobedience to God. But the ultimate disgrace, the ultimate dishonor, the ultimate insult to injury is that Joash, who was a king, was not buried in the tombs of the kings. But Jehoiadah, Jehoiadah was buried uh, in the tombs of the kings. Jehoiadah, the one that raised him, Jehoiadah, the one that saved him from his evil grandmother that was trying to kill him, was buried in the tombs of the kings. This was the ultimate disgrace. So not only does our disobedience uh, lead uh, to uh, destruction, not only uh, does our, can our disobedience lead to God's judgment uh, coming against us, but the ultimate insult to injury is the dishonor and the disgrace at the end of our days because of that disobedience. God is not slow in his response to us. What he's doing is he's given us time to repent. He's given us time to change our ways. He's given us time to remove the disobedience and come into a place of obedience. God would rather hold out mercy to us than hold out judgment. And that's what he was showing in this passage. Even though our ways are corrupted sometimes because of the bad influences that we have, God can still redeem those bad influences if we only stay to him and repent and let him know that he is the one that can change it. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this time and this opportunity and just to be in your presence. And we recognize the fact that you would rather give us mercy than judgment. I pray for those listeners uh, who are in the sound of my voice, that they will seek your mercy, they will seek your grace, and they will come into a place of eternal life where there is no disgrace where there is no dishonor, where there's only joy and there's happiness, but ultimately there is the presence, Lord, of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Lord, we thank you so much for who you are. And it's your precious name we pray. Amen. Stepping in closer, see you.